Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to yet another live edition of Slice of Life as we care about talk about all happenings in Western New York. And this week, I am delighted to welcome Jane James to our show. She is in charge of admissions at Niagara Hospice. And if you ever had a loved one who was ill and needed the services of the angels at hospice, um, this is the person to talk to because Jane can explain when to call and uh, what, what the criteria is. Uh, to get help from this wonderful organization. And we'll talk with Jane in just a moment. And then a little later in the show, uh, we'll talk to Amber Wesser. She is the 2021 president of the Buffalo Niagara Association of Realtors. And boy, do we have a sizzling housing market right now. If you're out there looking for a, a new home, good luck. There's so much uh, there's so much good inventory, uh, but not much inventory at the moment. So we'll talk about the challenges of uh, navigating a very hot uh, real estate market and also about why one should use a realtor. And Amber also has an initiative called Western New York Heroes that she works with. And she'll explain why that's such an important charity for her in her role as president this calendar year. But first, it's a pleasure to welcome Jane James to our show. Good morning, Jane. Good morning, Brenda. Thanks for speaking with me this morning. Always uh, good to talk to the folks at Niagara Hospice about the wonderful array of services you offer people during difficult times. And I want to get right into it, Jane. Uh, What's it like? What's the process once a patient or family member or even a health provider calls with a referral for care at Niagara Hospice? Um, As soon as we get a referral and we... We like to react to it and respond to it as soon as possible. Um, a, lot of peop- a lot of times these patients are calling us at their most you know, vulnerable times, so we want to get there as soon as possible. Um, typically what we do is we first send a social worker, a medical social worker, to meet with the patient, family, primary caregiver, and we just really go over our services with them, um, what home care looks like, uh, some of the other things that we offer, what the, what the hospice home care team looks like, spiritual care, massage therapy, um, and social work and, and nursing, of course. So we really just lay out exactly what those services are. We obtain you know, their medical information prior to that. So we have a pretty good idea as to what's going on with the patient before we even get there. Um, the patient then signs consents, and right after that, we schedule a medical evaluation of the patient. And right then and there, they'll know if they're appropriate for our services, and they meet the criteria for Medicare. Now, Jane, if uh, patients or families are not eligible or perhaps not ready to proceed with an admission to hospice, how do you stay in touch with them? We really follow closely on all our patients and potential patients. We also have a palliative care program called Pathways, and this is for our patients that maybe aren't quite ready for hospice. Maybe they're still seeking some treatments. Uh, Maybe they do have cancer, but they're still electing to get chemo and radiation. So we follow them with monthly visits, and they have 24-hour phone support. And, you know, when, when we're out seeing those, those patients, we're able to tell maybe when it gets close to needing hospice, and then we'll, we'll um, do the transition. 
It's such a difficult time, Jane. Obviously, you mentioned that you're often talking to people at their most vulnerable. And I had um, a very close family member who was in hospice several years ago. And frankly, I don't know what we would have done without their help. It was it was really unmanageable for us at home. And uh, and yet, you're, you know, it, it's physically difficult to handle. And the emotional impact can't be defined. It was just an impossible and just terribly sad situation. Yeah. So the, the way that hospice came in and helped us, Erie County Hospice this was, was mm-hmm. just remarkable. Um, and I know that dignity is a big thing for your agency, isn't it? So that that person maintains his or her dignity. Yes, absolutely. And like you were saying, um, with the whole team is really going to be, be a uh, big player in the, in the hospice home care. So we do, have, we do offer not just that, you know, we're not just taking care of the medical aspect of the patient. It's really a holistic way of, of giving health care. And it's, for, it's care for the entire family, and especially that caregiver who may be getting a little bit burnt out. Um, there, and there's other resources, too, that we can offer them. Um, we're really supportive care for the entire family and the patient. And we can kind of see the hospice nurses are really skilled in palliative care and end-of-life care. So we can kind of look for those, those cues from the patient, from the caregiver. And we know when it's time to maybe offer a respite for the patient and family where they could come. They can stay at our hospice house for five days. It's completely covered just to give the caregiver and family a break and kind of um, give them time to be the family member again and not just that, you know, health care provider. Oh, that's wonderful, Jane, and, and such compassion on the part of what uh, your agency represents. And you mentioned the Niagara Hospice House, uh, which is in Lockport. What's the difference between the residential unit and the general inpatient unit uh, in terms of the level of care? Yeah, so our residential unit is a 10-bed facility where patients with end-stage illnesses can come and receive just really excellent 24-hour care. Um, their families could come and visit. Uh, so it, it's really like a nursing home for our hospice patients. And the facility is just absolutely beautiful. And the care there is, is amazing. And they have all those benefits that a home care patient would have too. So social work, spiritual care is all there. Supportive family care is all there. And it's really just gives them 24-hour around-the-clock care. I think when now people talk... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, please go right ahead. Our inpatient unit, you know, you asked about the residential unit where they get the 24-hour care. Now, on the other side, those 10 beds are for our patients that maybe have some really acute symptoms going on, and we're just finding that maybe in the home they're becoming very difficult to manage, and maybe they require IV medications for infections, pain, shortness of breath. So we really like to bring them from the home to that inpatient unit treat them with the goal of then just getting them back to their, their home as soon as possible. When yeah. we talk about hospice, you know, we, I think people um, often think about cancer, but there's other types of illnesses uh, that people suffer from that require hospice care, correct? Correct, yes. Um, people do typically think of cancer first, and we do have a lot of those patients, but we also have, you know, end-stage pulmonary diseases, COPD, pulmonary fibrosis, end-stage heart failure, um, a lot of dementia patients, and these patients really, really need our support, and their families and their caregivers do as well. Um, end-stage liver, renal disease. So, yes, there's, there's just a, a ton of illnesses, and what I would really like to just reinforce is that, 
you know, even if you think about calling hospice, I think maybe it's not time, the best thing to do is just to give us a call at 716-439-4417 phone number and and just let us know. It's really our job to go out there and, and determine if the patient meets criteria. And, and if they don't, then, you know, there may be other resources we can give to that patient and family member. That is great advice, Jane. It's not up to the individual who's already dealing with so much stress to have to make that very difficult determination. That's what you folks do, and you're trained to do that. I'm so glad you brought that up. Now, on top of dealing with difficult situations, here we are a year plus into a a life-changing pandemic. Uh, How difficult has that been for your agency to navigate? Have you noticed people um, calling sooner because of the need for support services? Um, We we have noticed, you know, we've had quite a few uh, COVID-19 patients. Um, I think we're heading into things are looking a little a little bit brighter for us with the vaccines, of course. But um, you know, we've been able to care for these patients right from the very beginning. All of our nurses had the proper PPE, and we had uh, negative pressure rooms over at Hospice House. So we've taken all the precautions, and we're still able to care for these patients just like anybody else. That's great to hear. And we've all adjusted. We've all had to adjust. Um, But there's fortunately some technology that really helps us in this whole process. Uh, Is your staff, Jane, using video conferencing or other types of technology to help with admission? Yeah, we do, actually. We've started using, um, we we have to, you know, reduce some of our contact. I mean, we still have nurses going in the home. But for those patients that are accepting of it, especially in our palliative care program, um, we have we have uh, a Philips monitoring system in the home, so these patients can send their vitals over to us, their blood pressure, their oxygenation, their heart rate. We are able to do. We've done a few admissions with hospice for patients where we just needed to get there and do something soon, so there was no waiting. So we had a social worker, a medical social worker, with the patient. Um, and on the other end, the medical director and myself, and we're able to start hospice care sooner with those it's, abilities. It's wonderful that we're, we've been able to adjust, uh, especially under difficult circumstances. It's not like you're ordering a taco for dinner. I mean, this is so important. And Jane, you mentioned the number. It's 716-439-4417. 439-4417. And what mm-hmm. about your website? I know uh, we've had your colleague Liam Omahani on in the past, and uh, we talked about the wonderful array of services one can find just by navigating your website. Uh, yeah, well, what should yeah. people look for at NiagaraHospice.org? So if they go on NiagaraHospice.org, you can find about find out about our events, um, family stories. If you go to the menu, you click on careers, anybody looking for job opportunities right now, a rewarding career with great benefits, um, health insurance that I'd just like to point out starts from day one, um, and a a great work-life balance. Uh, You can get on there under careers. And, you know, we're hiring right now home health aides, and those home health aides, we're looking for them for both um, hospice house and home care. We are hiring for a medical social worker for our palliative pathways care program, um, admissions intake nurse, so the nurse that goes out does the evaluation of the patients to determine whether or not they're, they're hospice appropriate and starts care. 
Um, we're hiring for RN case managers for hospice. So this is the nurse that's assigned to the hospice patient and gets to help them and their entire family. Really just a rewarding career. Um, and I can say that having, having practiced 18 years in hospital settings and then coming to do this, it really is absolutely rewarding. I'm so glad you brought that up, Jane, because uh, it takes a special person, a special dedication to work with people who are terminally ill and to help their families. Uh, but you must feel so good at the end of the day to know that you've made a difference in somebody's life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if you talk to anybody that works for Niagara Hospice, they would probably tell you that that is the big difference here is that, um, you know, you are going in at difficult times. And, and sometimes people ask you, oh, hospice, I don't know how you can do that. But but honestly, it is the most rewarding nursing career I've ever had. Um, you're going in at, at the worst times of their life, but you're you're making a difference. You're providing them help and just such relief um, for some of these caregivers and families. And people, it is the, the line of nursing where I'd say that um, People really are appreciative for what you're going in there and doing. Jane, well said, and thank you so much for everything you do and all what you do, uh, all of you at Niagara Hospice. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I look forward to talking with you again. Well, thanks for speaking with me. Have a good day. You too. You too. Really important information. We'll switch gears in just a moment. We're going to talk about the real estate market in the Buffalo-Niagara region with 2021 Buffalo-Niagara Association of Realtors President Amber Wesser right after this. Slice of life on this rather unusual Saturday morning. We uh, had a power outage back at the station, so some uh, issues that we're dealing with, but we're going to make it work, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Amber Wester is with us. She's debuting at our show, and Amber is the 2021 president of the Buffalo Niagara Association of Realtors. Amber, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Brenda. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, and uh, if you go to the uh, Buffalo Niagara Association of Realtor website, you'll see Amber's lovely face right on the uh, the homepage. It's, it's a message from the president, and Amber has taken over for the uh, calendar year 2021. Congratulations. And Amber, Thank you. Um, Thank you. It, it's, uh, it's always important to talk about the need uh, of what realtors do and the need to use a realtor. Why should somebody who is looking to perhaps sell or buy property use a realtor? Wow, that's a loaded question right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we we don't have time to go into all of the advantages of using a realtor, but let me start with this one. There are a lot of individuals that have a real estate license and can sell real estate, but there are distinct differences in using a realtor. Um, A realtor, we, we agree to abide by a higher set of standards and regulations, a strict code of ethics. Um, additional education above and beyond the minimum standards, and we're true professionals. Um, I know you guys uh, might hear the tagline, uh, we always look, always look for the R. Our number one priority is you because that's who we are, professional experience and service-oriented. But realtors work in this field every day. They have a pulse on the many different markets. Uh, they know what requirements are needed in the sale, what to look for in a property, for repairs and improvements, and, and what a buyer is looking for in a property, what appraisers look for for loan requirements, what inspectors point out in inspections. And every single town is different. We know the difference is there, too. Um, plus, realtors have connections in the marketplace to vendors and services. 
to get things done the right way. Not to mention all the guidance a professional provides throughout the transaction from start to finish. There's, um, it's a very personal asset, and it can be very stressful with a lot of emotion involved in the sale or in the purchase. Not every transaction is the same, and with that human element in there, uh, they're all different, and we have the experience to walk you through all those differences. That is very well said, and and really highlights the fact that there are so many things that you do that probably aren't as obvious, you know, off the hop. There are things that are really involved when you're buying or selling property, Uh, and I I love the way you explain that, Amber. And, And really, when we're talking about property, whether it's buying or selling, this is one sizzling market in Western New York. Is it continuing to be as hot as it has been? It really, it really is. I mean, right now for a buyer, the buyer demand is so very active right now. And and it should be. I mean, we still have very low interest rates. Uh, many mortgage consultants that I talk to, they, they tell me all the time, it's like free money. It's like free money. So now is definitely the perfect time to buy. But because of that perfect timing, there are many, many buyers out there which can lead to some very steep competition in the offer world. Using a realtor, they they can guide you through the different strategies in the marketplace. I mean, they're very, very, very strategic um, things that you can do to make your offer stand out and advise you on those best options. It's it's you and in your interest as a buyer above all others when we represent you as your buyer's agent. Makes sense. And Amber, what do, what areas do you think are hot right now? Is it still um, sort of the first ring suburbs? Do you find some pockets in the city that continue to thrive? What do you see? Because not only yeah. are you the president of the BNR, you're a working realtor. I am. I am. It's, it's interesting because there are pockets everywhere. It, it really doesn't matter where you are located. You're, there's pockets in every single town that are just on fire right now. Um, I know we we are strongly trying to get um, more sellers out there because there are just currently far fewer homes on the market than in previous years. So if if you're a seller thinking about putting their home on the market, now is the time to call Realtor and get started. We'd be happy to help you to take advantage and and help navigate through the many different options. Things like safety protocols, uh, COVID precautions and protocols, preparing your home for the sale working through the structured steps to help guide you through the process. Our main priority is selling the home in a fashion that meets all the needs and wants of the goals and then doing it safely. Um, many people don't think about the safety in the scenario, which, which is okay. That's where we come in. People help you with all the securing your safety for or securing your home for the safety of, of you, you know, other individuals in the home, it, the home itself staying safe for when you return. Obviously, with COVID, it's been interesting. Our realtors have increased protocols to help stop the spread, especially in someone's home. But those those pockets, um, there's been more homes, I guess, that are available in, in certain areas. Like Cheektowaga happens to be an area that is just on fire right now. Um, there are still areas of the city that are just on fire. I mean, you have... Um, more like the, the Bailey area in the city of Buffalo or, you know, Allentown area, North Buffalo, South Buffalo is on fire. I mean, honestly, there's just like certain streets are just, honestly, I think it has to do with where the inventory is. Right, there's right. Yeah, it's available. 
So it it happens to be where the fire is right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, you go where it's sizzling. It's nice to see um, yeah. such a robust market. And um, Amber, I'm glad you brought up the safety protocols because it's a big Big uh, initiative. It's a big focus for uh, your association of members. There's more than 3,000 members in the uh, the BNR, the Buffalo Niagara Association of Realtors. And uh, I know safety protocols are a big, big deal for you. In fact, I have a neighbor who um, whose house is being sold and the realtor had very explicit instructions uh, for anybody coming through for other realtors. Uh, it was quite clear that uh, there's been a lot of thought given to these protocols uh, by the real estate community. Uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you too, Amber, as you uh, uh, get through your already the first quarter of your presidency, uh, you have uh, support for a, a cause near and dear to you, Western New York Heroes. We only have a couple minutes left, but if you could explain uh, what that uh, focus is for Western New York Heroes, I think that would be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Buffalo Niagara Realtors, they, we always give back to our communities in many ways. And right now we're focusing on helping Western New York Heroes. We want to support their efforts in working with our veterans suffering with PTSD. They have many great programs like Positive for Heroes, Operation Boots, and Heroes Bridge. Um, what I love about these programs, for instance, Positive for Heroes fully pays for the training of a service dog, for the dog and for the owner. I mean, we, we need help, too. Um, Operation Boots, uh, Battle Buddies on our troops side, it brings veterans and their families together in a casual, non-clinical, uh, safe and fun environment. And then Heroes Bridge serves veterans and their families with financial assistance, up to four months of rent, mortgage, and utilities, which is absolutely fantastic. This month, we actually partnered with Studio Q, so thank you, Studio Q, um, and decided to have some fun with raising funds with a do-it-yourself craft kit. If you've ever done one of those you know, painting classes or mm-hmm. you paint the you know, buffalo signs or the welcome signs. This is exactly that. And, and they're a ton of fun. Plus, you can do it at home or, or with a group if you want to, that kind of stuff. And there's still time. We, we're running it until the end of the month. Anyone who wants to help support this amazing charity with us, we'd love the support. You can find the link right on BNR.org in the president's right. message right on the homepage. But it's absolutely fantastic. Western New York heroes. And I've learned a lot just by reading about it. Thanks to you that, well, Amber, our time is up and I really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your Saturday morning to join us. Best of luck in your presidency this year. And I hope you get a ton of support for Western New York heroes as well. Thanks so very much for joining us. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. And our thanks to uh, Jim Stelliano back at the station, uh, taking care of a lot of things all at once. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week on slice of life. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN 1520.